how's it going? It's Gabriel Chaka. This is the final sermon for the Love Is series. And it's titled, Love Is From God. And it says this in 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. John Gill's exposition of the Bible says this, for love is of God, specifically on 1 John 4, 7, he says, to love one another is the command of God. It is his revealed will and is well-pleasing in his sight. It comes from him, is a gift of his grace and a fruit of his spirit and which he teaches regenerate ones to exercise. So love is from God. And as John Gill uh, provided some expository thought here, that it's specifically from who he is. And so love is exhibited in those that have been regenerated, those that have been saved, uh, the Christian, the, the Christ follower, the one that has the Holy Spirit living in them. Love is exhibited through them. The Passion Translation says this, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The Message Translation says this, My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. So when we talk about love, we're not talking about the romantic kind, we're talking about the one that is exhibited in the places that it's hard to do so. Uh, scripture teaches us what good is to love those uh, who, who love us back. Uh, we should love those who don't love us back, who can't love us back. And that's when love is exhibited in its most purest form. That's how God loved us. If we are to align ourselves with scripture, which as a Christian we should all be doing, uh, we are to hold the position that love is from God. That is our position, our belief, our worldview, our mentality. Everything we do comes from that perspective. And so if we hold this position, then we must accept that without knowing the source, we cannot know what comes from the source. If we hold that position without knowing the source, we cannot know what comes out from the source. It's something that if we don't know uh, uh, who God is, we don't truly know what love is. We, like I said before, we can define it through many different things. A movie can define love for us. A song can define love from us. But the Bible teaches us what love actually is and the source of love is God. Love is from God. Therefore, the definition of love is from God. The emotions that are involved in love are from God. The passion in love is from God. The selflessness that is in love is from God. Scripture teaches us, Scripture teaches us what love is defined as by God. Scripture literally lays out a thought pattern of what love looks like when we're looking and, and trying to describe and understand and get a further in-depth position on how to love, wh what love is. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13 says this, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Make no excuses for yourself. When you choose to hate or be angry over love, make no excuse for yourself. When you choose those things, hatred and anger over deciding to love, that, that's not good. It's not a healthy thing. Make no excuse for yourself. Don't try to justify it. Don't try to validate that. These things happen. People, we get hurt. We hurt people. These things happen. But the reality is, as a follower of Christ, we must choose to love. It doesn't mean that right away we'll, we'll have this admiration or, or respect or, or we'll value that person more than anyone else. That's not what that means. What love means is I'm choosing to not hate or put anger as the guiding point in that situation. I'm choosing to love. Why? Because love is bigger than hatred and anger. Let love triumph. Love is not permission for people to hurt you again. Love is not permission for people to hurt you again. It is permission to let God be in control. I'll say that again. Love is permission to let God be in control. To say, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm hateful. I'm resentful. I'm, I'm just uh, hurt over the whole situation. When we choose love, we choose God, Lord in heaven, Father in heaven, you are in control. You are the one in charge of the situation and I'm gonna trust this situation unto you. Now, there are some things that you obviously, things must take be taken care of. You must do some things, uh, you know, instances of abuse. There should be a report. There should be things filed. Uh, I'm not saying bypass all that. I'm not saying act like it never happened. It, when, we, when the scripture tells us it keeps no record of wrongs, uh, we as Christ followers, what we say is we're gonna choose to love that person, but the world and its legalities and the laws, things must be upheld to that law. As Christians, we believe that, upheld to the law. And so we are not saying, uh, just let it go, forget it, it never happened. We are saying, love, let God be in control. One time my wife and I, we were staying in a, in a flat in London in an area called Bethnal Green, and there was a poster, and I took a picture of my wife and my son in front of this poster because I, I, I've never seen that, and I realized that's, that's very true. And the quote was this, it said, your heart is a weapon the same size as your fist. Keep fighting, keep loving. And the reality of your heart being the same size as a fist is that there's a fight in you. 
that's more powerful than anything you have, and that is love. Love is the greatest weapon you can have. Love is from God. Love is something that surpasses anything on this earth. Our Father in heaven came down from heaven, sent his son Jesus to die for us. That's what love is. Love is powerful. And I want to remind you today that Jesus loves you. God in heaven loves you. Our Father in heaven loves you and, and has a plan for you. And that love, nothing can come in between that. There is nothing that you can do that God's not powerful enough to love you still. Love is the greatest weapon we have.